Welcome to Financial Practice Made Perfect, a podcast series of independent financial brokers of Canada. I'm Nancy Allen, Executive Director of IFB, and today I'm joined by Cora Petipa. Cora is the president of NEMA, the National Exempt Market Association. She's also the editor of Exempt Edge magazine, the industry trade publication on the exempt market and the private investor. And she currently represents Canada on the Education Working Group for the Financial Planners Standards Board. She holds a bachelor's degree from McGill University, a master's degree in finance and controlling from Swiss Management Center University, and is completing her doctoral dissertation in finance and international study on the fintech applications of the financial planning process. Cora has had 10 years with several financial institutions in the capacity of financial advisor, wealth management, and financial planning, and was previously a professor at Mount Royal University, where she taught finance and financial planning. Cora is also the founder and co-owner of Melodic Twilight, a successful business venture, which is internet based and sells in 19 countries. She's had her work published and presented internationally. Cora, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Nancy. It's a pleasure to be with you. Thank you. It's an honor to be invited on this podcast. Thank you. Cora, so how do investors currently have access to private investment? Well, um, private investments um, have just opened up to the mass affluent in Ontario. Their rules changed um, in January, which has been very, very exciting to have uh, January 2016. So it's been about a year where more common people, as opposed to like really ultra-high net worth investors, can have access to this market, which is very, very exciting. In the West, it's been uh, more so they've had more access, but in the East, they're just attaining access now. Um, There hasn't been a run for private investing. Um, I think a lot of uh, investors in Ontario probably don't realize that uh, they're RSP eligible and that they have access to it. Since the rules changed in January 2016 for Ontario, and the majority of your advisors are probably in Ontario, the average person, so a retail market person, can invest $10,000 per person per 12-month period. It's not a calendar year, it's a 12-month period. So that's anybody, um, sometimes called the Walmart crowd. I love Walmart, so there's nothing against that. Um, Then there's the eligible investor, which is um, the mass affluent, basically. But eligible investor is a regulatory term they use, and they can do a direct investment into a product of 30,000 for 12 months, or they can go through an exempt market dealer, which is our type of private brokerage house, and they can invest up to 100,000 for 12 months. Now, um, if they're an accredited investor that has a, um, an investable asset, so if your investable assets or your clients are $2 million, then you can invest without these limits. Um, and a mass, mass affluent retail investor would be considered a net worth, not investable assets, but net worth of 400000 or an annual income of 75000 On our website, we have infographics to, to explain it. It's, it's, it's kind of complicated. but. Um, the bottom line is that these investors have this access now, but it doesn't. Um, they still have to be subject to suitability, so the the investment has to be deemed suitable for them, as well. Okay. What is your web address in case somebody wants to go and have a look at those definitions? Sure, it's NemaOnline.ca. Okay. So, with these changes that you've mentioned, is the profile of alternative investors changing? It is slowly. Um, we're finding Ontario people thought there would be probably like a run on private investing because 
because again, it gives investors a chance to uh, put something extra into the portfolio. It gives them a chance to, to add variety beyond the mutual funds and ETFs and, and, and all the other types of investments they have access to. It's just something uh, different, right? But uh, there seems to be an education barrier and, um, and maybe an access barrier still in Ontario. So what we're seeing in Ontario, there's growth, but it's still very much the high net worth investor for now. And again, we're hoping that will change, um, but it, again, still growth. Now, when I talk about the East, the trends in the East are from Ontario, Maritimes, uh, Quebec even, and West is, is Manitoba to BC, including Alberta and Saskatchewan. So the Western market is very much evolved. Still deals with high net worth investors, but, but it's more common for an average person to, to utilize private investments as opposed to um, in the East where it's, it's a relatively new idea. And is that, do you think, because there's more oil and gas investments in the West or just because the rules have been different out there for a longer period of time? Yeah, you know, it could be a combination of both. Those are very good insights. Um, the people out West here are very much more resources focused, oil and gas and in BC mining. So they're very used to uh, grassroots capital raising. There's also kind of a bit of a more American type entrepreneurial spirit, whereas Ontario is more um, big bank, more um, FI establishment. And again, neither are bad. It's just uh, there's different routes. And in the West, um, they've been investing in private investments, usually real estate deals, uh, for a long time. It, it's just um, it's been structured and legislated since 2011, right? So they have an old history uh, of of having access to these investments, whereas in the in the East they have not. Mm, okay. So I think you've kind of touched upon it, but uh, are there trends in private investments that are happening now that you can see changing the landscape in the future? I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> yeah, well, um, the, the way the products are developed, and I, I should um, preface this with um, exempt market, uh, the definition of it, in case anyone is curious about that. Exempt market is the regulatory term for private investing. All it really means is that it's exempt from prospectus offering, which means it's, it's an investment that's not ever meant to go publicly traded. Because the only reason you ever get a prospectus is because you're going to publicly trade. So that's all it means. It's not tax exempt, unfortunately. It's not registered exempt. It's just prospectus exempt. So the types of products they build for this uh, caters to investors because without investors, they can't raise money. So right now, yield products are really uh, trending. Um, ones that pay quarterly distributions, ones that have a greater risk-adjusted return than um, you're seeing in public uh, bonds and equities. Specific sectors that uh, are really, really popular right now are the hospitality industry, um, resort communities and lifestyle communities up for 55 plus, that's a really growing demographic. Unfortunately, housing accommodations for long-term care and seniors population are, are also growing, um, especially distressed uh, real estate at this time. The energy sector, there's a little bit of fossil fuel, green energy, solar, but that's, uh, again, right now with our market cycle, that's mainly distressed assets. We're also seeing an increase in fintech, lending industry, um, leasing, factoring, that type of financing. Commercial real estate, that's kind of the meat and potatoes of the private market, right? So commercial real estate, equipment leases, exploration, and farmland. Farmland, again, is always a classic, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if somebody wanted to learn more about private investments, what are some of the resources that they could access? Our magazine is a good resource. Um, we're um, an industry, so 
Association, the National Exempt Market Association. So we put out um, a quarterly uh, publication. It used to be called Exempt Edge. It's now called The Private Investor. And uh, that's on our website, nemaonline.ca. There's also a um, website that was built by us called exempteducation.ca. Um, a good place to start because there's a lot of really great products in our space, but there's also duds, right? We're just a registration category. It doesn't mean it's good or bad, the products. So you really want to um, be cognizant of who you're going to work with, who you're being introduced to. Um, so you want to work with a registrant, so either an exempt market dealer or, or somebody who's, who's registered in, in terms of selling. So it would be an exempt market registrant or it would be an IROC registered person. Those are the two people who can, who can sell it. Now, um, advisors who are not um, registered under those two categories can enter into referral arrangements. And you have to make sure with your compliance that, that that's kosher to your firm. Right, and they should also make sure that their E&O will cover referral arrangements. So that's another thing advisable. Absolutely, Nancy. That is such a good point, right? Yeah. You don't want to be entering into business activities that, uh, that your E&O doesn't cover. That could be a nasty surprise. Very nasty, that's true. So how about for advisors that may want to expand their business and get into uh, exempt market products and private investments? What are some of the tips for get doing that? How, what are the steps involved? Um, to, on our website, um, we have a list of all our members and on them are EMDs. So the ones that are brokerages, they sell third-party products. And there's also related party EMDs. So that's uh, like an RBC selling an RBC product. So they, they are the manufacturer of the product and they're also the distributor. So they're an EMD, but they're also the, the issuer. So there's those two types. So um, I, I would recommend that an advisor approach them. We also have a conference coming up October 19th. Um, in Toronto, if, uh, if people are around for that, called the Private Investor Conference. And uh, they can always contact me if they're interested. That's the problem with our industry. It's, it's getting better, but there's no, it's not public, right? There's no stats. There's no way of really uh, reaching in and delving and researching it. You have to know people. Now, we're trying to change that with the publications we do, and uh, I know you guys are doing some good work with your conferences on that as well. But um, right now, it's that way. There's also a really interesting group called Tiger 21, because I, I mentioned we don't have stats in our industry, which is a huge um, barrier at the moment for, for the general public learning, wanting to learn about this. But there's a group called Tiger 21. Now, they're a group of, of um, high net worth investors. To qualify to get into this group, you have to have a 10 million US net worth. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Um, their Canadian chapter is headed by Thane Stenner, and they do quarterly stats of what these higher high net worth investors are investing in. And uh, what's interesting is in the last publication they put out 30% real estate, 21% um, private private equity, and 21% public equity. So when you look at the types of investments that higher net worth investors do, they incorporate more of, of the private product, along with all the other great stuff that they can get to, to diversify their portfolio. Hmm, that's interesting. So if somebody wanted to find out more about your conference, I'm assuming that they could go to your website, nemaonline.ca, and, and find out more and register there? Um, absolutely, once I have that up on the website. So right now, it would be best to email me. My, my email is cora at nemaonline.ca, and I'll make sure you get an invite. 
Great. Okay. Well, Cora, that's all that we have time for today, but thank you very much for joining us. And that's all for this episode of Financial Practice Made Perfect. Past episodes of this series can be found on the IFB website at www.ifbc.ca, or you can subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. For Independent Financial Brokers of Canada, I'm Nancy Allen. Thanks for listening.